Hey everyone, I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is going to throw us curveballs, that we're going to doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason, and I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important, in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. Hey there, everyone. This is Coach Kelly, and welcome to episode 130 of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. I cannot believe we are at episode 130. That's mind-blowing and a milestone, so I am happy dancing and invite you all to happy dance with me, too, because it's good for the soul. Let's go. I have been talking about this all month that I have a very special guest back to the podcast. She was in season one. I'm just going to say right now, April Likens is back. I'm so excited. We are so, (laughs) so excited about this. I know, I know. And so this, so I just, I have to just throw that in right this second before I even tee us up. And so, you know, in the month of October, we've been talking about ownership and ownership for our results, ownership for our life, and whether it is a project relationships, health. I could go on and on as we have been. We've been talking about being in ownership. And one of the things that I think is so important is especially for all of you high achieving leaders out there is that we've got to be in ownership for our health. We've just got to. And you've heard me talk about it on this podcast many different times over many different topics or context about health. And so one of the things that I was so excited and I, and I, I've said that you've heard me say that I'm bringing her back is to bring my very good friend April back because I couldn't think of anyone better to come in and really help us with harnessing our ownership for our health in the way of avoiding exhaustion, Uh, being able to, we, you know, we all have stressful lives. There's things that go on, but we don't have to be in effect of that. We can really be in ownership for what is happening and and where stress is coming from and, and ways to really combat that and ultimately avoid burnout, you know, ultimately avoiding burnout because burnout's a real thing. And it's so I, it's time. It's time. That's what I have to say to bring April back and really help us with it. So let me, let me bring you up to speed because April was here in season one and we were talking about stress and managing through stress during almost kind of, it was, it felt like it was almost a still like the beginning of the pandemic. Like that was just sort of in the beginning, but there was a lot going on and stress was really, really a big, a a big thing. And April and I had a great conversation and she brought us so 
much goodness and awareness and tips and strategies. And I will put in the show notes, the first set, first episode she was on the podcast so that you can go back and listen to it because it was gold, gold. And so as I was looking at ownership and knowing that health was going to be one of the things and what's the thing that gets in our way, well, exhaustion, stress, and ultimately burnout, I knew April had to come back. So just as a reminder, April Likens is a board certified health coach, dual trained at Duke Integrative Medicine and the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Driven by her own previous experience of hitting burnout, which led to a health collapse, she's fiercely passionate about helping women thrive inside and out. Are we not here for this? Yes. April's specialty is helping professional women and female entrepreneurs reduce stress, find balance, and feel the joy and freedom to walk in their purpose, passions, and callings. Y'all know why I'm bringing her back. Are you hearing that? Her purpose and passion is all about that. And she lives in Virginia with her husband. And when she's not working with clients, she enjoys writing and speaking on wellness topics, traveling, photography, and searching for the perfect matcha latte. Yes. Yes. So without any further ado, let me please warmly welcome you back. April, welcome back to the podcast. How are Hi, you? Kelly. It's so, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be back, friend, um, chatting with you today. It's such a big topic, such an important topic, and it's, it's an honor to be back on your show. Oh, I'm, I've been like a kid in a candy store, seriously, <laughs> waiting, waiting for this moment. And so, can you share, I know I, I shared the, um, shared your bio with mm -hmm. our listeners and there's so much more to you than a bio, right? So can you share your background and what you're doing right now to help high achieving women? Yeah. So I'm a former designer and project manager who pivoted careers, like you said, after my health collapse, really to become a board certified health coach. And years ago when that happened, I ended up working with a health coach that just changed my life. And it mm -hmm. really planted a seed that, that I wanted to help others, you know, avoid all the costly mistakes that I've made, um, through that, that journey. And that, so I work with high achieving women, you know, on beating burnout, covering from burnout, and like you said, increasing their spark, energy, and joy. So currently working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, but working on a burnout course. And I hope to um, here soon be working on a burnout journal and book. So a lot of, a lot of exciting things in the work. And like you said, I'm always in search for the perfect matcha latte. So <laughs> it's a, it's a lifelong quest. Yes. I love that. And I'm so excited about a book, a course, and did you just say a journal? I would love, yeah, kind of what I have in my mind is a book slash journal. Yes, so, yes, so that's it's exciting. It's and and wrapping all at the same time, figuring out how to logistically pull all of this off, but it's definitely yeah. on my heart. Oh, I love it. Well, the thing I know about you is you will literally figure that out because you're also someone who's not one of the things just as a hint, everyone to avoid burnout is to collaborate with people and talk with people and not go into a hole by yourself to figure things out. And April's really good about, you know, getting that sort of support. And I cannot wait for your book. I will be the first in line. I'm just declaring that right now. And also your course. What? Um, so Thank that's going to be Thank great. You. 
Yeah, absolutely. But I'd love for you to share with our listeners, what was the burnout you experienced? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I hit burnout in 2013 after my, my dad died. Mm. And so um, I like we talked about before that diagnosis was devastating. He was super young. It came out of nowhere. And so, yeah. you know, we really revamped our diet and lifestyles together. And looking back, that was so crucial and key in helping to pro- prolong his life. So though I had made these healthy changes after he passed, um, I reverted to my old ways of coping with things. Sure. And and I think that's tempting for a lot of us that mm-hmm. when you know life is hard and life is full of ups and downs and you know highs and lows and beautiful things and everything in between. But when things are tough and we're stressed and we're overwhelmed, I think there's it's really tempting to turn to a lot of other things that could be shopping, that could be food, that could be alcohol, that could be nonstop uh, Netflix binge watching, you know, sure. that could be workaholism. And for me, though I knew better and I made all these healthy changes, I found myself reverting and falling back into my old bad habit of workaholism. Yeah. So, so I just wasn't taking care of myself, you know, just burning the candle at both ends, staying mm-hmm. up till one, two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. not being consistent with exercise and eating and all that stuff. And, and eventually it caught up to me and, and it ended in a total health collapse where I could barely get up for about a, a year and a half. And wow. it was, it was a really dark, devastating and isolating time for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time I had to let go of the design firm that I had and just a hundred percent, my clients just focused on recovery. And it was something that took, I mean, it took years mm-hmm. of hard work to pick up the pieces. And so, like you said, going through all of that, both my dad dying and then my own health collapse, you know, I just lit a fire yeah. in me to help others. You know, like I said, avoid those costly mistakes. Because I've learned so many great lessons along the way. And and one being, you know, it's far easier to prevent burnout than it is to recover from it. And the the good news for those listening is burnout is something that's very much preventable. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful you said that. And thank you for sharing with everyone that trajectory of what Mm -hmm. happened and something that you said is, you know, burning the candle at both ends, staying up until one, which oftentimes is coming from something else, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Workaholic, but something that I find, and I certainly found it in myself. I remember the days when I worked for a training company. Oh my goodness. I was burning the candle at both ends. No question because I guarantee I was trying to prove something. I was trying to, you know, I'm worthy of this position, right? All these different sort of self-limiting beliefs that really were, you know, kind of getting in the way, which hence high achieving, we love high achieving women, April and I both very much so. And where our antennas are always up because we know oftentimes what's behind that, sometimes driving it that the healthy things and then the not so healthy things. And like April said, burnout is something that we can stop in its tracks right before we get to it. But recovering from it can really take a long time and really take a toll, really take a toll on our health. And, and I, I remember who I remember that time so much. I mean, I had things April like shingles, And I was really young. That was not like even the doctors like what's going on. Right. And just also, you know, mental health and anxiousness and all sorts of things. And not that someone was doing to me. It Mm -hmm. was literally because I wasn't taking on 
me, right? Taking on me and taking what was, you know, putting putting myself first and taking care of myself. It was very easy to avoid. And I also love what you said about, you know, there are many coping mechanisms, coping mm-hmm. mechanisms versus, I don't know, there's probably a word we'll coin here, but like, I think escapism, maybe escapism can really es- be tied to for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. What do you see as, as a contributing factor in the rise of the burnout epidemic? What are you seeing right now? Well, that's such a great question. You know, honestly, I think there's three things that I would say, I'd say first the rise in our tech use, you know, we're mm. in this, become this hyper-connected society where people can get in touch with you in 50,000 different ways, you know, through email, through text messages, through Slack, through, you know, smoke signals in your front yard, you know, and drones. I mean, all the things. I mean, it's ridiculous. Drones. Oh my gosh. Right. That was a great one. If you see a drone in your window, duck. Run, run. Exactly. Oh my God. That was so funny. Yeah. But I often joke that I'm like, gosh, I I wish we could go back to the nineties. You remember the nineties when Mm -hmm. I'm showing my age, you know, and I, and I knew you were close in age, but yeah. You know, you could just leave work and you left work. There was no, you know, laptop and there was no, you know, email and all the things too. And so I think that's part of the problem. It's just that we've become so fast paced and the body's just not designed to have 50,000 distractions and notifications and and pings throughout the day. And it it definitely contributes to to being more stressed. I would say secondly, you know, that our society that really wears and reveres Busyness is a badge of honor, you know, and you're starting to see this tipping point in the last few years of people saying, you know, I don't have to buy into the toxic hustle culture of working 24 seven. And so um, I love that that's, that's starting to shift in the mind of people's too. And then lastly, I talk about this often with clients, but I think we've become really disconnected with ourselves and our Mm -hmm. bodies learning to just ignore the warning signs until it's too late. And I know high achievers and, and I can relate to this myself. You know, we're really great at pushing through things and oh. you can just bury, you can bury your head and get in the flow and, and, you know, and, and next thing you know, it's like been three, four hours later and you're like, oops, I forgot lunch. I forgot to do this, that sort of thing. But the body, much like a car, is always giving us those warning signals. That light can come on. It's like, oh, I really want to get up. Hey, I need something to drink. Let's get some fresh air for 10 minutes. You know, and, and we just ignore it and, and you know, get back to what we're doing. So I think that's part of the problem, too, is getting back into our bodies and yes. being aware of them before, before they really start screaming loudly at us. I think that's brilliant. We have talked about this. I am in, in this particular moment, I don't remember which episode, but we talk about pushing through. We talk about it. I've shared my own stories about pushing through and exactly what you're saying, April, like it's the end of the day. And I'm like, um, didn't eat lunch. Didn't move. Didn't no wonder I am snappy. No wonder I am right. Like pushing through. If we could change that habit, because I think it becomes a habit, push through as a habit, mm-hmm. start to cr- like really work from what you're saying, April, remember like creating some, some tried and true disciplines, nourish your body, go get up and take a break, right? Move a bit, drink your water versus living by, I just know it. Like I, my husband and kids will call me on all the time. They're like, that's a nice excuse that you were so busy, right? 
And busy can get really tied up in our identity. And so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a challenging thing to, to break, but we can, we can. And I know on my best days, I am drinking all the waters. I am getting up every hour and taking a 15 minute energy and movement break. I'm eating when I'm supposed to be eating and then I'm thriving. And then I can serve those who I'm, those who I'm serving. I can serve Mm -hmm. my clients so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I often like to tell clients a couple of things. One, it's like, if you want to perform like a Ferrari, right. And high achievers want to perform like a Ferrari, you don't put it in crap fuel, right. You don't put in the cheap fuel. You've got to, you've got to put in the, the high octane, high performance fuel. And that's Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that you talked about, you know, it's slowing down. It's making sure you're nourishing yourself. It's getting a little movement and all the things too. But the, the biggest tip that I always tell people that um, the number one thing you can do daily is just ask yourself a couple times a day, at least once, you know, take 30 seconds. And what do I need today to thrive? What do I need today? And it's going to change. And, you know, the cool thing is, you know, the body's innately designed, of course, correct. So it'll tell you, it'll say, you know what, Kelly, let's get up. It's been too long. We've been sitting at the computer too long and right outside. And I want to walk the dogs really quick around the block, you know, whatever it's going to change daily. And that's a big tip for really preventing burnout. It's just that simple question. I love that too. I have been doing a lot of work with clients on, you know, just getting quiet, get quiet Mm -hmm. and ask, just like you're saying what, so (laughs) like mine right now, my question right now, actually my coach helped me with this is like, how do I feel about, and then fill in the blank. It could be, how do I feel about my health right now? How do I feel just so we can become aware, aware. Mm-hmm. And I really love your question is what do I need or require to thrive today and know that it's probably going to be different. It could be different on the daily, which I love a good variety show. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that's like, oh, but then acting on it, trusting trusting. So what I hear you say, April, it's like really trusting that intuitively mm-hmm. our body's going to tell us exactly, mm-hmm. exactly what we need to require. Ooh, so good. What are some of the signs to watch out for that we may be headed towards burnout? So it, you know, chronic stress is one of those things that shows up for all of us differently. And I believe there's this, yeah, this strong misconception right now that you're kind of seeing perpetuating on social and online that burnout is just something, this syndrome that just kind of hits you all at once and hits you out of left, you know, left field. When reality, it's, it's caused by a series of small things stacking up like dominoes over time, things that are, that are very much preventable. So their habits, like you were talking about, that mm-hmm. can lead to burnout, things like workaholism, you know, perfectionism, people pleasing, mm-hmm. task mm-hmm. switching. That's a big one. You know, we're just not designed to multitask. That's a myth. Studies have proved that that's a myth. Yep. You know, FOMO, there's um, workaholism. There's all these things that can contribute to that. So some Signs to watch out for would be you're mentally and physically exhausted all the time. You know, you feel cynical about work. You just dread, you know, you're dreading work. You've got the Sunday scaries, you know, you know, you're fine throughout the week and then you get that anxiety on Sunday of Monday's coming. Yeah. That can be kind of a warning sign. You feel like you've got no time to yourself ever. Um, You're irritable. You're short tempered. You are anxious. You're overwhelmed friends and family might say sometimes, you know, they feel like you're always working, working, or you're always on your device. You're working through lunch, weekends, vacation, and then stress really shows up 
for us kind of in one main area of the body typically. So that can show up as, as you know, like chronic headaches, maybe mm-hmm. insomnia. That's a big one that mm-hmm. I see with clients. Eating changes. So some people, when they're stressed, they eat less. Others eat more. You mm-hmm. know, you've got those cravings for the the salty, sugary, mm-hmm. you know, high fat foods. Like there's, you're never craving carrots and kale when you're stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the kale. Happen. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Do test if you're actually hungry, if you want some carrots. You might have some IBS symptoms, you know, just stomach aches, that mm-hmm. bloating, that sort of thing can be a big one. And then pain in certain areas like your neck or your back. And so for me, stress shows up often with neck pain, um, headaches, and insomnia. Man, those three compound each other. Because when my neck is bothering me, you know, I've got a headache, then I can't sleep. And then if I can't sleep, that worsens my neck pain. So then it yes. creates this crazy, crazy cycle. And then skin flares too. Skin yes. can be a, a litmus test of kind of what's going on internally as well. Yes. Oh, that's so brilliant. I was getting goosebumps listening to you because we did, I did a whole series on overwhelm Mm -hmm. on the podcast and I let everybody know, I let, I let everyone know, like I'm the messenger and I'm about to share something and overwhelm is it's called this overwhelms a choice. Mm -hmm. Now, please don't tell someone when they're in overwhelm that they're choosing it because we don't wake up in the morning. Like I would love a healthy healthy helping of overwhelm and get extra crispy, right? We don't do that, but it is a series of choices we're making or not making that will then lead to the overwhelm. It just as April is saying, it's, it's a series of things that are stacking up against each other, right? Or stabbing, stacking up against together. I'm butchering that a little bit, but paying attention to what's happening in my body, what, what is really happening and noticing that. And again, being in ownership, being in ownership for that, like, okay, this is what's occurring. I can be an effect of it, which I am, or, and I can begin to create something different, create something different so that I am thriving. So on that note, April, what are your non-negotiables for staying in balance? Yeah, good question. So there's a handful of things that kind of come to mind. So first, tech use is a big one for me. You know, our our devices are just designed to be addictive and I can get lost down the social media rabbit hole just like anyone else, you know, where you you get it. And the the funny thing is like, you get on your phone because you have something you need to do, right? And then you see all the notifications. Next thing you know, 30 minutes later, you're like, why did I even pick up my phone? Yes. Yes, that's the, that's the worst. So um, I try to be really mindful of, you know, turning like just turning off the notifications or putting it in do not disturb mode if I mm-hmm. want that biggest, you know, creative time or work time, time with clients, but also in the evenings, you know, if I'm spending time with my family, yeah. this I, I started implementing that the first of COVID because I had a client that was doing it and it was life changing for him. And I was like, you know what, I need to walk the walk and, and try this too. So yes. I started after dinner, putting, putting my phone in another room. And the cool thing about the device is so yes, they're ultra addictive. Every time we get a notification, we get that dopamine in that and you know, it just 
causes you to want to keep checking sort of thing, but they're very much out of sight, out of mind. And so if you cannot see your device, if it's somewhere else, there's like zero temptation to want to mm-hmm. check it because it's not there. And it, I was reading an interesting study this past year about how just devices in the presence of relationships diminishes the quality of the relationship for the other person. So if they can see your phone, they don't feel as connected to you. Just yeah. Just it's nearby. So that's just kind of a nerdy, random tidbit of information. I'm really mindful with my mornings um, intentionally because, you know, you can run the day or the day runs you. And we yes. all have the days when, you know, you wake up late, you're running out the door and everything's a crap show after that. It's yes. just, you know, it, there's a big difference between reacting and being proactive. So uh, again, I, I'm not a night out. I mean, I am a night out. I'm not a morning person. My husband knows not to talk to me until I have at least one tea. <laughs> He's like, okay, yep. which tea is she on, you know, yep. and um, is it safe to talk yet? And so uh, because of that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm intentional to wake up slowly. And so I, you know, I drink my tea. I like to read something inspiring. Sometimes I'll listen to something inspiring. I'll assess and strategize my day and then I'll get, I'll get some movement in. Um, even if that's just light stretching, a little bit of something in the morning. And I try to get some form of movement daily. And so even if that's a 20 minute walk with the dogs, you know, all movement is beneficial to the body and is, you know, all movements better than no movement. So sure. t- 10 minutes is great. And then, um, I, like I said, I'm a night owl. So I've been really um, just mindful to now it's taken me almost 40 years to like do this. <laughs> that's how, that's how bad of a struggle it's been, but I am now in bed typically during the week um, before 10 p.m. Just so I can make sure that I get eight hours of sleep a night that I that I need. And then I'm just mindful to schedule and rest, fun, and connection. Yes. Oh, I love that. Scheduling, rest, fun, and connection. So good for the soul. So good for the soul. I love too that, you know, knowing that you're a night owl, and then also knowing that sleep is a key contributor mm-hmm. contributor to you thriving, where you're building that new discipline that becomes that habit of sleep and being in bed before 10. And for night owls, I know you're listening. That <laughs> is an amazing achievement to be in bed before 10, before 10, ah. so that you're resting, rejuvenating and getting the sleep that you require. So we can sit here and go, I'm a night owl. I'm this, I'm that. And that's just the way it is. And we can also begin to try on some new disciplines to see what shifts. And it sounds like it's really working for you. It is. And that is so hard. Like I said, it's taken me decades. I feel like there should be a trophy for that. Like (laughs) you are getting in bed before, you know, midnight and 1 p.m. Because it is hard. And I love all this up because, you know, for those listening, I'd really ask and challenge you, you know, what are those non-negotiables for you daily and weekly? And then make sure they're on your calendar because you've got to carve out time to, to rest, relax, do things that you enjoy um, because we just can't be and do all things and thrive. Trying to do so, it just leads to burnout. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of that, can you share a few tips for preventing exhaustion and burnout? Yeah. So some of them I just mentioned. So being mindful of your mornings, um, setting boundaries around tech, you're, you know, you're not a seven 11, you know, we're not mm-hmm. designed to be working 24 seven. It's funny. Somebody asked me recently, like, do those even still exist? Yes, they and do. I, yeah. Yes, they I was do. flying back from California and yeah. I saw it in the airport. It was in like the Dallas airport. And I was like, <laughs> okay. They do exist. They do. Yeah. But it's so hard for 
like, like we talked about high achieving women because our identities can be wrapped around hustling. And then you, you feel like if you're not working or you're not always doing something that you're, you feel like a failure. And so yeah. rest, I talk about this often, rest is the antidote to burnout. Feels counterintuitive to high achievers, but if you're burning the candle, you know, at both ends long, long term, you're going to eventually crash. Because I was actually working with a client this, this year who, prior to coming to me, she had been so stressed that she actually lost her eyesight. Temporarily. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, stress can do some crazy things in your body. And she was, she's in charge of a billion dollar account for her company, like bug about pressure, you know, and stress and all mm-hmm. of that. And, and so, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing working with her and helping her to just get her life back through making those small, healthy changes like taking, you know, breaks, taking walking zoom meetings, you know, scheduling in self-care, all of this stuff. And it, it just transformed her whole, whole life. Um, and so are you, are you creating space and really prioritizing your health with the things that we we're talking about? Again, thinking about movement and sleep and, yeah. you know, nurturing your body like a Ferrari. If you want to be a Ferrari, you got to feed it like that. And then yes. working, making time for connection, social connection is so key. And it's these last couple of years have been hard. It's been isolating for a lot sure. of people on that social fabric that we, we were used to prior to all of this, you know, it was kind of unraveled a little bit. So a lot of people are having to be more intentional to make time for those relationships that, that matter, really matter to us. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I think is really interesting is that, you know, s- studies have shown that it's, it's not the stressors in our lives that are so dangerous and toxic to our health, but it's our perception of them. So mm. it's, you know, the key is learning to respond in a way that doesn't damage our health and our peace. And again, you know, it's focusing on what you can control in that situation because stress and it in it itself is a good thing. It's part of our survival mechanism. So mm-hmm. learning to, to work with it and accept that yeah, unfortunately, we live on a planet where there are, there's no way to, to completely get rid of stressors. It's it's learning to rise above them and surf them when they come up. That um, that really helps you to to thrive. Sleep is a huge one. You know, mm-hmm. that's one that I talk about all the time. It is sleep is this secret weapon to feeling your best inside and out, mm-hmm. and combating burnout. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's so crucial for just better managing stress, you know, helping with your, your energy levels, your mental health. I mean, there's a variety of things um, that that sleep, you know, is important for. And I talk to a lot of high achievers, and this is one that they often get get stuck on because they'll say initially to me, you know, that they don't have time for sleep or I'll sleep when I'm dead and that sort of thing too. You know, and, and then we talk kind of through that and, Mm -hmm. and through trial and error, they realize like, how important that is, you know, mm-hmm. and I could geek out on that subject. It could be a whole podcast just on sleep, Whoa. but you know, they, yeah. they, they feel like, you know, it's a waste of time, but the crazy mm. thing is the reality is some of your areas of the brain are more active during our REM sleep than, than when we're awake. So it's doing really important work. You know, it's, it's wiping memories. It's categorizing memories. It's wiping proteins that are linked to Alzheimer's and dementia, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's, it's really, I can't over, overstate how important sleep is and, and really aiming to get that seven to nine hours a night and knowing mm-hmm. where your sweet spot is. Everybody's different. It's um, so, it's so true. I'm going to ju- jump in with you on the yeah. sleep really, just really quickly, because I, I've heard that before too. I'll sleep when I'm dead or sleep is mm-hmm. overrated. And I just call baloney on all of that because there's sleep for a reason. And for high achieving people who do a lot, sleep is an action. 
by the way, it's an action. You are actually doing something to be able to be high achieving. So if you can reframe that, remember what April is saying, things are perspective. It's all perspective. Like we're never going to eradicate stressors. They're going to be there. It's how we're managing ourselves through those, right? Well, sleep being, and, and we will talk about that, April. I'll just declare that right now. We'll have you come back and talk about the importance because sleep is not overrated. I don't know when that came in or that I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm like, well, then I guess, I mean, that could happen a lot sooner than later if we're not, right? Really allowing ourselves to rejuvenate. And I love what you said about what the brain's actually doing in REM, that actually will support you in achieving like you want to. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. And so I think sometimes I don't have time for it. I've got to do more. I've got to do, 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 do. Well, just like April says, if you want to be a Ferrari, even the Ferrari is going to have a pit stop. Okay. If the Ferrari is going to have a pit, Ferrari is going to be parked. A Ferrari is going to rest, right? So you can feed it. And you can rest it and then it's going to perform the way that you want it to. We're no different. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love that. That was such great tips and and adding that too. I think a couple more things too, for listeners, getting out in nature, um, rewilding is a topic, you know, that's what it's called is a topic that's kind of been blowing up the last few years. And studies are showing that if you get outside just for a few minutes, I mean, it could be five minutes, 10 minutes. It's incredibly effective for your mood, um, your mental health, your energy levels, all of that. And it's kind of cool, even to the point that doctors globally have literally been writing prescriptions for people on their little doctor pads of like, get outside in nature because it's that powerful. Wow. So that's a big one. Um, Shifting your mindset, you know, to looking at things from a different angle, like you talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. So first identifying the stressor, what is the stressor? Name it. Because I think often things hold power over us when they're kind of hidden in the dark and they're Mm -hmm. suppressed, but when you can name it, okay, so I'm feeling stressed about the presentation that I have to give give tomorrow. Um, Then you own it. So you identify the stressor, you own it. Because often we stress more about the things that matter more to us. The stuff that we don't care about, we typically don't stress about. Right. So own, okay, I'm stressed about the, the, you know, the, uh, the whatever, because, you know, I really care about my son, you know, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Visualize what you want life to look like on the other side of the challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you want that to be like? And then use it. So focus on what's in your control um, to change and then take action there. So that's a little, little mindset work. And then lastly, like we talked about in the beginning, it's creating the strong you know, boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. evaluating is everything on your schedule. uh, Does it need to really be there on your to-do list? Because there can be good things out there, but it doesn't mean the timing is right for you to take that on. And maybe that's just the next straw to, you know, just not being able to handle one more thing too. And then setting healthy boundaries around social, like we talked about, and definitely the news, you know, not waking up, reading the news mm-hmm. first thing in the morning and don't read that before bed, not unless you want to you know, sleep really poorly. Yes. Yes. Those are such amazing tips. And I am so grateful that you are really driving that home because these are things that we can control. Like, I love what you said, what's in our control, what's not in our control. What's not in our control is not in our control. And there's not a lot we're going to be able to do there, but what's in our control and what we can shift. I love the part about the news too. I mm -mm, not before bed and certainly not when I wake up in the morning. Um, 
is so, it's so powerful. And we, we're talking about ownership and I love this April that you really brought that home is that you are, we're in charge. We are in ownership and like being able to name it and claim it. So it doesn't stay in the dark shadows that it's right here in front of us and then begin to visualize something different and take action on it. I mean, that right there is a superpower right there, a strategy that is a superpower and available to us and in our control. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank yeah. You for so for that. anybody taking notes, I know there's some high achieving note takers out there. Number one is identify the stressor. Two is own it. Three is visualize it. And then lastly, use it. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. April, I know that you have a free resource and I'd love for you to share that with our listeners. That is so great. Y'all want to run and get this. Can you yeah, share what that is? Definitely. So for those of you that didn't take notes during during our powerful conversation, I've got you covered. So I have a new free resource called 15 Ways to Say Goodbye to Chronic Stress, which is really geared towards helping high achievers mm -hmm. do the things that we were talking about, really reduce your stress levels, prevent burnout, and increase your joy so that you can feel your best inside and out and, and, and really walk in your purpose and passion. So you can tag it on my website, which is yep. my name. So it's aprillikens.com. I love that. It's going to be in the show notes. I will make sure that that's all there. So you can go to the show notes and be able to click straight through, straight through to it, as well as being able to connect with April. So I'm going to have all of April's contact info, April, anything you want, anything else you want our listeners to know? I'll just say, you know, you can connect with me again on, the, on my website at aprilikens.com or at, in, on Instagram. My handle's a little different. It's Globy Lovely. Um, mm -hmm. And then if, you, if you're listening and you're really struggling around stress and balance and sleep, you know, and you're not sure where to start, but you feel like this is not sustainable. This pace is not sustainable. I do offer a free 20 minute coffee chat with me where we can kind of talk about, you know, what are the challenges? What are some of the hidden stressors and yeah. what might be some practical next steps for you to thrive? And you can, you can um, sign up for that on my website. And if you're listening and anything resonated, um, just say hi. It's yeah. always great to hear feedback, takeaways, um, and just hear from you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I personally have worked with April before and it is a game changer. It really is a game. She's a game changer and she really means it, you know, stay connected with her. Um, she is a wealth of knowledge, passion, purpose, and commitment to people not going through some of the things she went through. And this is, this is, I think one of the reasons April and I connect so well as both of us lead with that is that you know, for me, it's been, have been being an entrepreneur for so many years. And I really want to help people like, just please don't make the same mistakes. And, and with what April's saying, she found her passion and her calling through going something that was really life-changing. And now she's here to contribute to you to not have the same thing happen. So I really encourage you to stay connected. April, Thank you so very much for coming back on the podcast. I've already like in my mind, I wrote down a couple of new topics. I'm like bringing April back for this. And this yeah, and this. anytime friend. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's always so fun to talk to you and connect and, um, and, and just thank you so much. Such an honor to be on your show oh. and to be able to just share my story and thoughts with um, your amazing audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
April will be back. As you can see, we have a lot of fun talk. We could talk for hours about hours. these conversations hours. and we really do align so very much and I love it. So thank you again, April. You are amazing. I'm so excited you're back. All right, everyone. Remember, you have a choice to lead your life or follow your circumstances. And life really is about knowing your passions, your purpose, your values, being in ownership for what it is that you want in your life and also what you don't want so that you can take action and emerge through that thriving. Hello. So remember, let go of worry, let go of doubt. And if you're having a hard time doing that, get some assistance with that because you're not alone and live fully the best version of yourselves. Thank you for listening today. I know there was some amazing value for you and let us create that thriving lifestyle that April talks so much about. And it's not just her talk. It is her walk and we all have that available to us. So thank you again, April. Have a great week ahead, everyone. And you know the drill from a place of ownership. If it's not shaping up the way you want it to, take the lead and create a fantastic one. Have a great week and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.